you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. stronger witness than that tonight when he is in the room anything can happen and I don't know about you tonight but I didn't come here just just to play church or anything of that sort but I came here tonight so we can give the devil a bad night and I came here that we can walk in the victory of the Holy Ghost and if you and if you are here with me tonight, ready to go somewhere in God that we have not been in a long time. I just want you to throw your hands up, and I just want you to begin to shout unto the Lord one more time. And would you give God a great shout of praise in this room? 
Let's get over the carnality tonight. Let's get over the mundaneness tonight. And let's really tap in and engage in the spirit right now. Because God's about to do something great in this room. I wish I had a praying church right now that knew how to touch heaven. Everybody lift your voice for a minute. And somebody call on the name of Jesus Christ right now. Father, we need your spirit. We need your anointing. We need your power. We need your presence, oh God. We need to encounter you because we've got needs. And we need freedom in this place. And we need you to turn some things around for our good. And God, come in this room and have your way. And let your will be done in this place as it is in heaven. If you believe that now, I want you to put your hands together. I just want you to, someone get joyful in this room tonight. We've got a reason to celebrate because we serve a great God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want you to turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. If you don't know where Genesis is, you've never read your Bible before. It's the first chapter. pastor did a great job this morning, didn't he? What a great word that we heard from the Lord. Wow. Wow. You know, I, it's always hard to get up here and preach with all of the incredible men of God that we have and women of God that we have who do such a wonderful job and then they just hand it over and I, I don't know what they're thinking, letting me have the microphone again, but I, I hope that we can make something Genesis chapter 1, if you have it, say amen. I hope you have it by now. Amen. And we're going to read at Genesis 1 and 26, and we are going to read all the way down to 28. Um, do I have a preaching church here tonight? preacher preach tonight. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Genesis chapter 1. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And a lot of people read that and they believe that he was talking to his son, Jesus. And we know that there's only one That's not what he was referencing. Um, I'm happy I know that there's only one God. In him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. There's only one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And he came down himself. He did not send someone else, but he came down in the form of man. And he has a name tonight. And we know that the name of the Father is Jesus Christ. Amen. And he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every cattle, every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 
number 28 and God blessed them and he said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth now notice what he says next and subdue keep and here's that word again and have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Tonight, I want to talk to you about walking in the light. Walking in the light. Would you help me pray one more time? Would you ask that the Lord would open up your heart and open up your mind right now to His Word? Let's all pray together right now. Every voice lifted, every hand raised, every eye closed. Father, we thank you right now for your spirit. We thank you for your word that's sharper than a two-edged sword. God, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us dominion that we need to walk in. And I pray, Lord, that revelation of your word would come forth in this place tonight, oh God. Lord, we're hungry for your word and we're hungry for wisdom. And I pray, oh God, that you would help me and you would anoint my voice Lord, that I would be able to help them, Lord, help them realize what you told me in my heart tonight, oh God. I thank you for it and I praise you in Jesus' name. And the church said amen. Would you clap your hands one more time before you're seated? Amen. If you're going to help me preach, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God created man and woman in his image. And it's in Genesis chapter 1, the very beginning of the Bible, that, now, let me just mention this real quick. I'm going to preach a little bit tonight. Is that okay with you? Thank you, all three of you who are happy with that. Some of y'all are having smiles at me all night long. You need to fix your face. Genesis chapter 1, God makes man and woman in his image, and we are shown the principle of dominion from the very beginning of the Bible. Now, by a showing of hands, how many of you know what that word means? I hope there's more than three of you in this place who know what dominion means. If not, that's okay. That's why I'm preaching about it tonight. But God shares the principle of dominion with us from the very beginning of the Bible. God made a lot of things. He made the animals. He made the fish that swam in the sea. He made the cattle. He made the T-Rex. He made the lions. A lot of crazy looking animals that God made. I, I don't know why he created the goose who leaves a mess everywhere that it goes. Why he made snakes and spiders. 
I don't understand it. But what I do know is that he told man that you are to walk upon the earth and everything that you walk upon, I'm going to allow you to have rule over. Which is why that we read how Adam shared a part in the creation of the names of the animals. He asked Adam, what what would you like me to call this? What should we call this? And he began to say, call that one the zebra, call this one the hippopotamus. Why in the world he chose those names, I don't understand. And he begins to name them because what the Lord was trying to get him to realize is, this is something I'm allowing you to have power over. And I was reading here a few weeks ago, I've been reading into a lot of um, the commentary on on the creation because I enjoy it. And I was reading in this Jewish commentary, and it said the most interesting aspect because when it says, let us make man in our own image, the Jews believe in one God. So the Jewish man... He writes, and these were his words. He said, the most fundamental principle of all is man must create himself. And I didn't really comprehend what he meant at that point, so I continued reading. And what that he is mentioning is, is when God said, let us make man in our image, he handed man the creativity to create himself. Now let me just mention, this is why that if you ask me, you are not having to walk through generational cycles that your mother walked through or that your dad walked through because you have the power to create your future. And you have the power to change the cycles in your life. But God is letting him have the dominion over the animals. So I began to look and see what that word meant. Because I knew if it's in the Bible, obviously it means something for us, Brother Branson. And we need to be knowledgeable of the scripture. Amen? So I begin to look at that word, dominion, and I went down a lot of rabbit trails. Rabbit trails for a guy like me are not good. So I had to really get it honed in, but, but I learned if we're going to truly know what that word means, there's a couple other words that we have to know first. We have to know the word authority. What that word means is it is the permission of God to accomplish something. Now, we read about Joseph and the coat of many colors and and all of that happened with him and he went to Egypt and all that kind of stuff. But we read how God elevates him in the place of his enemies. And we read that, that the king, him in charge of some things. And 
what you have to realize is way back in those times that the king would hand out a ring. And the ring would have the seal of the king. So if you were wearing the ring of the king, this means that you have his authority to accomplish things. So that means when Joseph walked in the building and he said, you know what, I don't like I don't like the colors on the screen. I want to change to a rainbow color. And they look at him and say, excuse me, who in the world do you think you are? Who, who in the world do you think you are telling me what I should do? And all Joseph had to do was lift up his hand and say, look, I'm wearing the ring of the king. And anyone who had the ring of the king on had the permission of the king. What am I trying to tell you? As a child of God, your, your heavenly father is the king of everything. And upon our hands is the seal of the king, which means we have the authority to use his name. And we have the authority to pray in his name. And I wish I had a preaching church right about now. And we have the power of the name of Jesus. Because when we are baptized in the name, the seal of the king is put upon our finger. Is there anybody in this room that is thankful you have the authority of your heavenly father? Be seated. I'm not done teaching you yet. I'm going to preach for just a minute. So we have the permission of God. We we have the permission of God. So we have to recognize that. The next thing, or I should say the next little rabbit trail that I went down brought me to the Prince of Peace. Power. Now, Brother Nick, I'm sorry I didn't read these verses. I want to go to Acts 1 and verse number 8. Many of you know this verse. Is this okay tonight? Are you guys all right? All right, good. I was just worried for just a second. Acts 1 and verse 8. Now watch this. It says, but you shall receive power. Everyone say power. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Jerusalem is the first priority. That was for them. So it says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost come upon you. So I looked up the word power in the Greek that they used. And it's the same word that we use for power pulling. How many of you in here have power pulled in your life? Now I'm going to people raise your hand. Amen. The wolf people raise your hand. You're making a false doctrine. <laughs> Thank you. Whatever that was, I can't remember. I'm going to get hammered on here in a second. I guess I'll keep at it here in a second. So the word that they use is literally the word that we get the word pulling from. Raising your hand. 
sometimes I can read the same thing over and over again and I don't learn anything. I guess I'm not learning anything when I go to that. Or I prefer listening to audio books and reading that as well. spirit for the first time because it'll change you it'll transform you you won't walk the same you won't look the same you won't talk the same you won't act the same because the Holy Ghost will change a man from the inside out and we're worried about how we look and that's listen modesty is okay and we need modesty but God is worried about the inward man and then the outward man comes after that but you need the Holy Ghost so, when, when you receive the Holy Ghost, it's like the Lord fills you in. And we know that, that the Holy Ghost is just the Spirit. The Spirit of God fills man. So, we are filled with the Spirit. So, when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you have some things, or in other terms, he lets you have every tool that you need to walk in authority. Can I tell you something tonight? That the, that, that the Holy Ghost is the greatest thing that has ever happened to humanity. Because the Holy Ghost is the tools that you need to change. And the Holy Ghost is the tools that you need to be a witness into this world. And the Holy Ghost is the thing that will allow you to tread upon serpents and upon scorpions. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Because of the Holy Ghost, you will cast out devils. And you will speak with new tongues. And you will lay hands on the sick and you shall recover. Let me just let you know tonight, for all of you who who are wondering if you have everything that you need to be used of God, if you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you have the tools that you need, and you don't need anything else. You don't need the $1,000 suit. You don't need the $500 pair of shoes to be a man of God. All you need is the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and God can use you in a great way.
say not today I'm not being held by this today I'm not going to be taken over by this today I'm not going to be tormented today I'm not going to be an addict today I'm not going to be an alcoholic today I'm not going to be depressed today because victory is a mindset and victory when you get it in your mind you begin to walk in dominion If there's any weakness in your belief, and if there's any weakness in your knowledge, you better believe that the adversary is going to creep in on you because you're not reading your Bible, and you're not trying to learn, and you're not praying for wisdom. We need a generation of believers that know their Bible. 
Bible frontward and backward, backward and frontward. We, we need a generation that knows why we preach holiness, why we preach modesty, why we preach the infilling of the Holy Ghost, why we preach baptism in Jesus' name. We've got to know this stuff. He has no business making you want to kill yourself. But somebody in this room needs to realize if you will begin to walk in dominion, you will run the enemy out of your life. And you're going to run the enemy out of your... We've got to walk in dominion because it belongs to us. We have the authority. We have the power. And we've just got to walk in it. Somebody clap your hands right now. He doesn't belong. He doesn't belong in our finances. He doesn't belong in our health. He doesn't belong in our marriages. He doesn't belong in our heart. He doesn't He doesn't belong in our mind. It's time for the church to walk in the dominion of the Lord.
Exodus chapter 3. For me, when you pick up where God, in chapter 25, verse 3, Moses shall chase after them and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts and the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord and they did so. slavery. 
of us have never walked in dominion and all we know is slavery and we would rather be a slave to the enemy than a child of God who's living a free life. He said, we, we, are you sure this is that good? He goes, because they, they didn't have any graves so you're just leaving us out here in the desert so we can die. And I'm going to go through verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not. Look at your neighbor and say, we don't have to fear. But stand still. Do you know what can happen to you when you run out of breath? Somebody say, run like you're running out of breath. But Moses said, stand still. Strengthen your salvation. Which he will show you this day. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, that means in the present circumstance that you're in. So I can, the enemy that you're looking in the eyes, after God does what he does the best, I got good news, you're not going to see them anymore. Because when God does it, it's already done completely and you have nothing else to worry about because we serve a God that's never lost a battle and never lost a war and has never let the righteous be forsaken and he's always going to make a way out for us. Now, notice this next verse, 15. Let's go to 15. Notice this. And when I read this, I really didn't know what it meant. So Moses, wherefore criest thou unto me, speaking to the children of Israel, that they go forward? So, I like to use the New Living Translation because it makes more sense than the Old Revised. The New Living Translation says, why are you crying unto me? in the dominion over your enemy and now you and your people think I've left you he said why are you crying unto me watch this the new living says it so ghetto here he said tell the people to get moving look at your neighbor and tell him get moving Last time, uh, maybe God didn't see that they had nowhere to go. He tells Moses, but listen, this is why. <laughs> Are you ready for this? This blew my mind. I didn't know that this was interconnected. The Lord showed me this today. And I was in my office at my house, and I began running up and down my hallway for the big picture. it in? It was in Moses' hand. The rod 
children of Israel begin to walk in dominion once again in your hand God has given you a rod of authority and in your hand he's given you a rod of power but I've come to tell you it's no good if you just leave it down to your side and not use what belongs to you but someone in this room needs to raise up that staff and say I've got the I've got the authority and I've got the power and I'm gonna walk in the dominion of the Lord your weapon against your adversary because the Lord will turn things around on the devil when he ta- when he attacks you with fear in your mind and you say nah I'm walking in dominion over this all of a sudden that fear begins to turn back on the devil what am I trying to tell you if it's not going to kill you it might as well become your weapon and you might as well use it to be an overcomer by the power of the Lord
What am I trying to tell you? Is when you walk in dominion, you're never walking by yourself. When you begin to walk on top of the adversary that wanted to kill you, you're not walking by yourself because there's something walking with you. It's the Holy Ghost that's inside of you as a child of God. Here's what I've come to preach. I know it's not revelatory or mind-blowing or big words, but it's the will of God that everyone in this room begins to walk in the dominion over the things that belong to you. Your mind belongs to God. Your finances belong to God. Your health belongs. we got to quit letting the devil win all the time and sitting in a corner sucking our thumbs saying how bad it is. Hey, somebody, we've got the victory through Jesus and we've got to walk in the victory of the Lord. I'm coming to a close. Everybody staying with me tonight. There's some of you in this place who are living defeated when victory has your name on it. There's some of you in this place that are on the verge of giving up on your walk with God because you're refusing to walk in the dominion of the Lord. I don't care what prophet gets up here and says that we don't have the keys. The devil is a liar. Because we have the keys to the city. And we have the authority of the name of Jesus. And we have the power of the Holy Ghost. And it's time for the church to continue moving forward. Quit crying to God, telling him how bad your situation is. But it's time to get up and to keep on walking. You know, I, I, I didn't plan this. Dani está mi latinos en la casa. I want all of my bilingual people and my helpers, I want you to come right now. I want to share something I've never shared with anybody. If you are a volunteer and you have ever volunteered at a worship center, come on, Brother Alex, you can stand up here. This white boy is wearing a CLC and I'll spend your glory adios. Did you know I was going to preach that? Are you a mind reader? Oh, we don't know that. Come on, break it over here. You know, I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord. I ran the numbers today. And in this congregation, between 20 
in one ministry. He might bless three more. Sister Kim is back there. She has some great things going on. I can't wait. So excited for that. I don't think Brother Townsend showed up this morning. Brother David Townsend, look at this. There. By the way, they're leading evangelism ministry from this point on, and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that they're a part of the team. So we launched our midweek ministry. These guys come here every week Thursday night and we learn about the Bible together. And we work with the translator. She's hiding off, off, off there in the side. And we work with the translator and we learn together. On May the 8th of this year, of our pastor, we did a bilingual Holy Ghost crusade on May the 8th. And on May the 8th, we had three people baptized and three people received the Holy Spirit. My guy here was baptized that night. Sister Karina was baptized that night. so overwhelmed, Brother Jeremy, that I didn't know what to do. I thought, my God's in this. I went to bed that night living on cloud nine. I woke up the next day, and would you believe that right after victory, the enemy started calling me? You, you, you think that you are going to be able to keep them there? If they've left once, they need to leave. That's what he told me. city over this harvest field and we're not breaking into it God what are we going to do got up made my coffee was contemplating the world contemplating what what's my next move how am I going to lead all these people into discipleship I've never told anyone in this room this before I let my dog Archie out of his gate 
I take him out the front door so he can do what dogs do. And I noticed because I don't like having trash in my yard. So I pick it up. Now my grass never gets cut, but I pick up my trash. are forever settled. He's not a man that he should lie. Some of you are holding promises. Some of you have a promise of ministry. Some of you have a promise of your lost loved ones coming home. But yet you are held in spiritual bondage and you're not walking in the freedom of the Holy Ghost and in the dominion that belongs to you because the situation looks too much. One step at a time. We're going to start walking in dominion. 
Pastor, you preached this morning. You talked about impact. It looks larger than what we can do. But I'm going to tell you something. If God said it, just start walking in it. Start preparing the field. Start preparing the water. Start preparing the baptismal robes. Start preparing the towels. Get the team together. Get. If we will prepare, God will send the dominion. He will send it to us. So after tonight, after tonight, none of us should have to walk in defeat for one more second. Doesn't matter what it looks like, we're not going to walk in defeat one more minute. We're not going to allow the devil to torment our minds anymore. And by the way, depression and suicide that is encamping this church in this season, I command it to go. And it's time for us to walk in dominion over that. My God, I feel that in the Holy Ghost right now. Someone lay hands on your head right now and say, my mind belongs to the Lord. My haven't fallen yet. What do we do when Jericho's still standing? We just start walking. And we don't stop. And we don't give up. And we don't quit the church. And we don't quit the ministry. And we don't quit serving. And we, we just gotta start walking. Some of you in this room need to worship your way into a victory mindset because mindsets are getting ready to change. I'm going to turn this praise team loose right now and I wish, I don't care if you want to do a victory march, if you want to lift your hands, run, do whatever that you want to do, but it's time to get victory in this house. It's time to walk in dominion in this house. Let's set an atmosphere right now and let victory, let victory someone declare your victory right now. Someone declare your dominion right now. So I will shout with the voice of triumph. Come on, claim that victory shout right now. With the voice of yeah, shout with the voice of triumph. Hold on, say, hold on, say, hold on. Hey, can we do something? I want to do an old-fashioned victory march right now. We're going to go this way, and we're going to start marching until victory comes upon us. I want you to grab your neighbor. I want you to start walking right now. Everyone start singing. Let's go. Shout with the voice of triumph.
you tonight. Keep on marching. But a victory march is just that. We don't just walk, but we walk and we worship for the victory. And we pray for a breakthrough in victory. Come on, we need victory in the house tonight. We need a dominion mindset. Victory mindset. Come on, let's walk and worship tonight. Walk and worship tonight.